Uh, hello, everyone. I'm Michael. And I'm Casey. And welcome to Put That Record On. This week we're spinning L.W. by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, their 17th studio album from the year 2021, released just last month. So please join us around the record player, sit back, and enjoy. <laughs> this was the album that you were going to have us do earlier? No, actually. This is a... I was doing it. It was a, another Australian band like this. Um, oh. But I had mentioned they're related. They're, they're in that same sphere of music. This album was released all of a week and a half ago. I guess about two weeks ago at this point. Oh. So this album was not out when I was talking about that one. No, that makes sense. I just remember you sending a band that was similar and me having a similar yep. uh, reaction to pitches. <laughs> yeah, I know. I t- talked about it, but then we cut it. So no one else knew that we talked about it. Yeah, so this is, um, <laughs> while I was doing research for this album, uh, the way I found out about it was actually, this is the only time this is going to happen for a 2020 or 2021 album, is I saw live videos of these songs in, in concert um, because they're Australian, which means they can do that. They can have fun. These sad noises. <laughs> we, are, we are Squidward. <laughs> they are SpongeBob and Patrick. <laughs> I'm just like, are those new songs they're playing in front of people? Sure, that's right. <laughs> that happens. Is this is that real life? It's apparently they just they're just jamming. It, it's it's a good time there. I also wanted to uh, make mention. I just quickly said in the intro, the 17th studio album. Usually, when we say 17th studio album, you think like Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that actually that is a large number. You think these guys are ancient, um, but the lead singer and the whole band is about one year older than I am. They, they, their first album came out in 2012, so... Oh. <laughs> That's the year I graduated high school. So they, they average about two studio albums a year for... They released, they released five albums in 2017. Oh. Not EPs. Al- albums. albums. <laughs> Wild. I mean, I can't speak to the quality of those albums because I haven't listened to them. The only album I can speak to is this one, so... Well, one of them was is my favorite album by them, and another one was the first in this series that we will end up talking about. Oh, okay. Of which LW is the third in the series. Wait, but what was the first in the series if there's only four letters? Was it all four letters? No, so the first one was not named this. There was, there was a first one which was um, titled Flying uh, Microtono Banana. And that was okay, the first. Okay, that, that mi- fits. That was the first Microtone album. And then the second one was. KG, which was released in November of 2020. KG and LW go hand in hand, and we'll actually talk about that in a little, little bit more detail as we go along here. So those three are the microtonal, microtonal um, albums that they've done so far. Well, I was about to just go right into the themes, but I guess we typically do the album cover before we do the themes. We, yeah, yeah, we do. So uh, there's going to be a few comparisons to KG. So the album cover for KG is the same style, but the letters kg in a different color and then on the, you know if you so if you put the two together it's like it'd be a horizontal montage but of yeah the full name the full acronym mm-hmm. this one's an lw with a a yellow background they look almost like ruins i believe they are ancient ruins that have been piled or formed into the letters lw yeah that's, that's what it looks like um i could I, I was trying to figure it out i did not <laughs> did not figure it out but well the reason that comes to mind is actually th- th- that's a vibe i get from one of the songs in this album yeah like same ancient jungle ruins so <laughs> now that i mean that's a that's a that's a theme they would have <laughs> that's the, 
what's your vibe? I, I remember when I first was like, ooh, I want to talk about the vibe of each song. Like the idea would be like, oh, where would I listen to this? And now it's like, yeah, ancient ancient jungle ruins. <laughs> Under the water in space. <laughs> Clearing. You know, that place. Very, very relatable vibe. The most relatable vibe. You just got to have that powerful imagination and then it's relatable. Yeah. <laughs> if only I listened to normal music. What are you talking about? We did. Yeah, this normal. That's true. We did listen to normal music. Yeah. Man. It's titled that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So yeah, I don't have, I don't. No, that's, that's about it. I'm ambivalent towards the album cover. Yeah. It, um. it has the letters in it and yeah, that, that's pretty much what it is. You'll get a, <laughs> a poor sketch of it. So. A poor. <laughs> you can still look forward to Some that. weeks you, sh- some weeks you bring your A game and some weeks you just phone it in, but don't we all? Yeah. And some weeks I say it's going to be phoned in and then it's the A game and then it's vice versa. So you just <laughs> never know. It just really depends on my mood and how it's going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a couple themes and topics. Um, uh, which one do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about the second one first? Because that kind of we talked about the microtonal stuff already. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back into that. Yeah. So um, it's a microtonal album. If you um, don't know what that is, if you haven't uh, explored microtonal music yet, um, think think lo-fi hip-hop that's probably like I, f- I feel like that's what most people now have actually heard that this style of music because it actually got i know the lo-fi stuff got really is really big it was never something that i got into jenna will sometimes have it playing for studying or something like it yeah but i don't have it playing and also if i am not focused on the music i won't notice mm-hmm. so much like if i if i'm distracted doing something else or just in my own head, or or just listening it to hear it, but not actually analyze it. It doesn't come through as much because um, the first couple listens to this, I was just you know laying on the couch. I did fall asleep for a little mm. bit of it, but like laying on the couch, and I I just enjoyed the music. It was great. But then when I was listening to it to take notes and really hear <laughs> everything, that was when it hurt my little baby ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Microtonal music is using cototones, so it's the notes within notes. Um, it's all the halves between it. So instead of on a key on a normal keyboard, it goes B C C sharp D. Well, in microtonal music, oh, in th- those sounds, you'll have an actual B sharp. You'll have the note that is halfway between B and C, and you'll have a C like half sharp, and then you'll have like a C. You know, <laughs> you'll you'll have a you have th- those things, a D half flat that. So there's a lot of um you have the notes that split the notes that you're used to hearing. Yeah, and sometimes it you in like the lo-fi hip hop and stuff. And and a lot of times when people are messing with this, what they won't do is use all 24 notes. They'll actually just use the half notes, which means like I mean it's like anything. Once you're in the key of say C half sharp, all the other notes if you just do use 12 tones of all the half notes, start to sound correct because I mean throughout time like what a Oh, what any of the keys are, um, their pitches has changed. A used to be a lot um, less. Oh, used to be a lot more sharp. Like, and so every every other note was just sharp because A was sharp, and then people couldn't sing to it, and so they like lowered it. Um, so it's like no no note has ever meant like it is always this pitch. But if you are using the twelve tone system with microtonal notes, and you don't use the other ones, you don't get as much benefit it's just like it's a little off but then you get used to it it's when you're using in this context where you actually are using all 24 notes in this system where stuff can totally sound 
flat or awful. Yes. I completely agree. And that makes sense because when I'm listening to, like, if I've heard something a whole bunch, like, I know what, you know, the notes for that song are supposed to sound like. But I'm not someone with, like, perfect pitch or anything like that. So you couldn't play me a note and I could, I wouldn't be, you could play me a note and I wouldn't be able to identify the exact note. I might, you know, have a guess, but, you know, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able, you couldn't play a B and I would know it's a B unless I had practiced it. So if you're playing... 12 notes but they're microtonal it won't change anything for me as long as it's in whatever key of the 12 notes you, you know that you're using cool that sounds great to my ears what you were talking about with the perfect pitch most people when they say they have perfect pitch do not uh, most people what they have is i forget the exact terminology for it is but it's basically interval you, you know intervals so you know a fourth and a fifth and the root note and you can tell like if you play the root and then you play the fifth the fifth sounds like the fifth of whatever you just played. And people are much better at picking that out. The other subset is some people know a song. So if you know this song starts on G, you kind of memorize when you play it, like, oh, that doesn't sound right to this song. But you had to be told that this song starts on a G. So then comparing, you can figure out it's a G. But you couldn't, in a vacuum, tell it's a G. Yeah, but most people, yeah, it's intervals. That's and and that's what music is based on, is I mean, because music is just uh, it's just uh, airwaves. So you know, it's <laughs> it's just wiggly. It's wiggly air. That's the correct term. It's wiggly air. So if something, if if one note is two hundred forty hertz, the four hundred eighty hertz note is going to sound pretty good, and the three hundred sixty note hertz note is going to sound pretty good. What are those notes? Who really cares? <laughs> yeah, and so when we, you know, when there's this. And you're using 24 notes, <laughs> mm. you play that microtonal note and it sounds sharper flat because you're expecting one of the non microtonal no- notes. So you're expecting that half step or whole step. So when the quarter step is played, it's like it just sounds like the note was missed. Yeah. And it, what's funny is it, how much of a Asian, Middle Eastern, Indian, that whole section of music. Um, vibe you get out of microtonal music just because it's that 12 tone thing we're talking about is completely a western idea it's western music that is like world's 12 tone equal temperament like it is germans and west are all like we're just gonna use these 12 notes whereas african music and asian music they use and all sorts of notes so something like that sounds like that almost sounds like that style of music to us just because that's the only time we've actually hold tones outside of our 12 tone system Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they don't care about that stuff. Because I mean, why should they? It's the, no, there are no rules saying music must be made up of twelve notes, and that is the only way it is music. But because we've just been trained since birth to recognize these intervals and these tones, everything else sounds off to us. But it does not mean that that is the only music. No, and I am not. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's wrong or that's bad. I actually think it's pretty neat. But because, yeah, I've. All I've heard my whole life and, you know, in band and singing, chorus, all of that, it's the 12 tones. Mm. And so I've also been trained to listen when something is off. Like if you're playing yeah, trombone, exactly. you you literally have to listen to where you're posi- positioning your slide to hear if you're playing the right pitch. So like you really get an ear for when you're not hitting the right pitch. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, not only not only are, are you told that these are the only notes that are right, you're told that all these other notes are wrong. Are wrong, exactly. <laughs> Which is like, wait a second, why why is that r- wrong? Like, yeah. So so yeah. So it 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 hits my ears weird, and it's not it's not constant. They don't they don't do it all the time. I I would think it's definitely in most songs, more some more than others. And I was saying at um at the beginning of this, and I don't know if I'm. I don't know if that's getting in the recording or what, but I'll, so I'll say it again. But um, certain songs that, or certain licks that get stuck in my head and I start singing them, I'm singing it in like 12 tone or going the, the full half step versus hitting that quarter step because I my, my brain doesn't allow me to do it. What's what's fun is I if you try playing them on, there's a, the, the song See Me, if you try to play that riff on guitar, you'll like, when you're trying to play it by ear, it's like, you can't get some notes and you're like, it's so weird because you'll go like one note down on the guitar and it's like, that's too low. And you go one note up and it's too high. And you're like, wait, it's in between here. <laughs> oh no. But it sounds like it's, it sounds right. But it's like, you try to play it and you can't replicate it w- with only the 12 notes. And it's like, wow, there is space in between these notes for stuff. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of space enough that it's noticeable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very like, yeah, it's not just like, uh, it just sounds a little off. It's like, I can't get anywhere near this note. So, yeah, no, it, it is really cool. Um, the other theme we have is this album transitions very well. The whole thing, actually. Tr- ev- everything is a constant. Like, it's a constant song the whole way through. Not a constant song. But every song has a transition to the next song, which probably makes your way of doing notes uh that might be not real fun. I definitely had to shift like three songs up. They were all they were all for the wrong. Even even I, who had listened to it like five times when I was writing some notes up, like started writing notes, and I realized I was one minute into another song. And I'm like, wait, when that's like, wait a second, <laughs> how did I get here? And then I just go and add the add the note. That was a really good transition. I didn't even notice. Yeah, I didn't even notice. I think there was just one transition which I wouldn't consider a transition. It just happened really fast. But it was the only one I could identify. Like, oh yeah, I changed. We've changed songs. We're there. It's, this is a different song now. Pretty much every other one, <laughs> I'd have no idea. All right, shall we get into some songs? Yeah, let's do that. Let's let's do that thing. So the first song on this album is "If Not Now, Then When," um, which I need to I need to bring in a new character to the show here. Are you, are you ready for this new cha- character? Yeah. But Michael, I thought you guys liked intro songs. <laughs> oh no, who's that? He's <laughs> sounds a little like the creepy old man from Family Guy. So oh, I was gonna I, see. I I entitled him. I, maybe we need to work on it. But I entitled him the uh, the voice of Public Ospinion. Oh, Ospinion. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> the title's great. <laughs> it's the voice. <laughs> the voice. <laughs> But Andy, <laughs> I guess I, I guess it's I guess it's a trans. I guess he he talks at Andy, so I guess I would have to. I guess I, uh, mine would be. But Casey, I thought we liked intro songs around here. <laughs> yeah. So I want you to. We're gonna do this live. I didn't tell you about this. I want you to bring up the album KG. Let, let me know when you got this album up. All right, the album's up. All right. Oh, so play- it's inverted. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize the inverted. Um. So just play the song, um, just stop playing the song, The Hungry Wolf of Fate. It's the last song. Let me, know, let me know when you got that playing. It's playing. Now go over to LW and just do a play next on If Not Now Then When. Okay. 
And then, so you got that queued up as play next. And so now you can just uh, shift uh, Hungry Wolf of Fate to like have like 10 seconds left. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I see what they did there. Yeah. So there is no intro song because the real intro song is on the start of KG. <laughs> yes. And we just transitioned the whole way here. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it starts very it starts very loud and abruptly, no intro song, because it transitioned in from the last song on the previous album. The, 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 two, album, the two albums that go together really well. I would imagine. I find that, I find that very cool. No, that is really neat. I mean, it, I mean they, they took the exact same wind effect. And it, mm -hmm. yeah, you do play next and it's completely smooth, just like every so many other transitions on this album. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you just like l left it, of course, in like real life, like if you had a vinyls, it, it wouldn't do any, it would have no effect because vinyls. But when you got digital music like this that can literally seamlessly transition them, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if not now, then when? Yeah, so you've got like kind of, I would call it a rock intro. It feels pretty. It feels pretty rock to me. Yeah, the, actually, the vibe I get um, more than rock is like a funky element. Right at the beginning. Oh, not right at the beginning. Oh, no, 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 right, no. No, I'm talking right at the beginning, bef <laughs> before the one minute mark. <laughs> you, you, it's the first fuzzy, minute yeah. of the song, yeah, is very rock, and then at one minute. Right. It turns super funky and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that um I believe I believe that instrument is the clavinet. It sounds very like it. I I had I got nothing on it. So just... the clavi <laughs> the clavinet is the main funky instrument in superstition. So there's a, there's a very, I mean that's the famous the probably the most famous song that has the clavinet is is Steve is Stevie Wonder just playing that riff oh yeah 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 i know what you're talking mm. about now okay that whole thing's a clavier riff so i needed you to say stevie wonders <laughs> and i was like oh yeah no i know what you're talking about <laughs> i would hope <laughs> you get kicked off the music review podcast if you don't know who stevie wonder is <laughs> yes <laughs> rightfully so yeah it just gives this song such a unique sound and i but and I love what I've said it many times before. I love when bands just explode different sounds and instruments that sound so cool when they're used, and I just feel like they are underused in music. It gives such a it gives such a groove to this song. Oh yeah, I immediately like I put it on right before this, and I was just kind of like just grooving around my office. This, 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 this is good. <laughs> yeah, the whole the melody. I love the melody on this song too. Just the way the vocals. It's so catchy. I was trying to think of you know, a comparison, like what they were reminding me of. And um, I actually looked up every, so I wrote down people, a lot of mm -hmm. them, when I was listening to this album. And I made sure I went and listened to some songs <laughs> prior to bringing them up. And you know what? It sounds like Bob O'Reilly. I scratched almost all of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, I... I felt like this was one of those the vocals where I just felt like I'd heard this style before with that higher singing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, I, 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 initially I wrote Daft Punk, and I think par, par, like not the same. I know oh, probably like the robot it's like yeah, it's like a little funky techno y and I know that Daft Punk definitely got into the higher registers. 
mm-hmm. um, when they were singing. So I, that that's that's why I thought of them. But they're quite it's quite different. Yeah, it's such a it's a, it's a very destructive song too. It's uh it's no ignorance doesn't hide it. <laughs> I didn't actually do any lyrics for this. Oh, I, <laughs> so I, I mean you you can just read uh, verse one if you want to it. Because I, I didn't know the I didn't know the lyrics because I it's very like and I like remember that section. Uh, mm-hmm. It's fun to sing, but it's um it's no ignorance. But you don't need like a you don't need like a magnifying glass and a detective's hat oh, to figure it nope, out. Nope, you really don't. Yep. <laughs> when the frost nearly gone, when the holes in the ozone, when the bees are all gone. <laughs> wow, wherever they say. If not now, then now, when? Then when? <laughs> When the ocean's coming up, <laughs> when the rain just won't stop, when the yeah. fire's burning. Yeah, okay. So, because Australia's got uh, their political climate. When big pharma's ripping me, when my dad is trucking me. <laughs> oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's real fun. It's very fun. Um, yeah, Australia's got a, the, a U.S. problem where it's like, they are like, they'll more, they, they like understand like climate change is a big deal. Um, great Barrier Reef, rest in peace. But, you know, their politicians are also, like, not doing as much as they should be doing. And so you you get songs like this because, yeah. <laughs> wow, they really made that super catchy. Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's the catchiest climate change song. Show. Like, so funky catchy that I just did not, it did not register that that's what they were saying. No. <laughs> At all. It's fun to, it, like, because the melody is so fun to sing. Like, because you could almost, it's one of those melodies where... You could almost put your own words in, but putting their words in is fun too. Or you just go, dun, 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 which is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's really good. Um, there's really nice. Um, there's like nice mic. There's not. It's I don't know if it was the microtones in. Those are like passing tones of in the um inside of uh some of the guitar and p- I guess actually no, it's the piano that kind of goes across um throughout the song here and there, which has some of those uh microtonal notes. Yeah, there's uh, there's like a there's some really nice keyboard work on this. There's a sound effect at 310 that just made me think of something opening. Um, yeah. And that might be the keyboard work you're kind of talking about. No, it's not keyboard. That sounds like a, like a very high pitched, like not, it's not a sitar, but it's, um, it's like a hop. It's like a hop. It's, it's in that other, it's in a different family. Yeah. It's a, it's another string instrument. Um, yeah. But like, I called it a sound effect because I, like, I didn't recognize it as yeah. a string instrument. Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a high pitch string instrument type thing. But, like, that was, I think that might have been the only time I heard it. It was like, do, 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 do. <laughs> I didn't point that out, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's just some, some nice, very nice instrumentation. Very nice. I, I, I like this. a very good opening track. Mm-hmm. I like when there's something, like, I mean, that was minor. And it was, it was cute that something made me think of opening. And I'm like, oh, it's an opening track. Mm-hmm. Oh, not, yeah. not necessarily, it might not, probably wasn't purposeful, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like any time you just add flourish to songs. But yeah, overall, funky awesomeness. I really like it. So it's, it's good. And then that transitions right into the song O-N-E, mm-hmm. which is one, but stands for One Night Everywhere. And this is one of those transitions that was so filthy good, I didn't <laughs> notice it happened. <laughs> well, it, it's like it takes you out into the country with this harmonic, the harmonica. It's like, yeah. But it's like it could have been the ending of the last song, like for all you know. It could have, yeah, it could have gone in. And you just can't, you can't register, especially, 
I mean, this is something that happened, I think, a bit with Terraformers. When the songs themselves have different sections to them, mm-hmm. it makes it a lot harder to identify when you're in a new song because it's like that could just be another section of this song. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of that, uh, things that I would call like false endings where it's like I thought it transitioned like 23 seconds before it actually transitioned because, yeah, you got these, these layers or, or these sections of the song. Yeah, you mentioned it already. I one of my notes is funky custer or no funky country western rock. <laughs> yeah, well, Australia always reminds me of like I mean because they got a huge desert out there, so they've they've got the oh, yeah. I feel the, like the outback. they also understand like the <laughs> yeah like we don't we can't draw those comparisons to like England. England doesn't understand like cowboy and Nevada, but uh, Australia understands cowboy and Nevada. Yeah, you, those dried out plants, the dust that just kind of <laughs> kicks up. It's just hot. Mm. Yeah, they they understand that. Yeah. So they've also got the the harmonica thing. This is the first song that has I feel like the first taste of like the microtonal guitar up front. This is the first. The first one had passing microtonal tones. This one's much heavier on it, but really great guitar work on this whole on this whole track. Yeah, one of the things I noticed on this one, and I think this is where the microtones work the best, is when they put the microtones behind the vocals since voices. What, the other instrument that mm, naturally mm-hmm. microtones, right? Because I didn't point out any microtones in this one, and I was wondering. I was like, did I? It's they, in the chorus. Like, if you want to listen to the chorus, it's um, I, I don't have the lyrics up, but it's in the chorus where there's a very there's a note that sounds very flat, but it it works because the voice is singing with it, so like everything is is there to support this note, and it's very it's much less jarring than if you have it out in the open. I really like this one. I'm listening to it now, so. Yeah, you're right about it. You're really right about it behind the vocals. I did. I don't notice it as much when it's, when there's, yeah, when there's someone singing over, singing with it. Mm-hmm. Because voice is the one thing, because singers aren't always in tune. And I think we, t- we talked about it somewhere where we were talking about slides and like a vocal slide is much more natural because you actually travel through all the different notes between the one note and the next one, whereas on a piano or a guitar, it just goes from one to the next. There's no way to slide between them. So you naturally are used to hearing vocals that sometimes get into those middle range, those, those chordal tones. And sometimes people just sing them as, as flourishes too. Like you could put, like those singles who purposely sing a little out of tune to draw a point across, right? To, to bring this section of the song, just like, oh yeah, like, that those types of singles do that. So you have, oh, they just don't call it microtonal music because that's not the style of the song. It's just something they can do with their voice. Whereas when you're playing guitar or piano, you just don't even have the option, as before <laughs> mentioned. Can, you can't like, yeah, do you, that. You can't do that. So yeah, I like, I like when they do the microtones beh- with the vocals because it sounds, it sounds really unique and cool. And it's like, I wish more people could do something along these lines. Yeah, it sounds unique and cool and then doesn't stand out so much that I'm not questioning it. But like, once again, that's not that's not a complaint. No. That is just like, I've, I've grown up in a box. <laughs> with, with this music, it's like we, it's like you naturally don't want it to sound, I mean, you, any, any, even with 12 tones, you can use the wrong notes in a key and it sounds wrong. The challenge is writing microtonal music to sound natural comparative, like, comparatively. Because well, that's the thing. Like, so, yeah. We have... We have keys that are built to 12-tone music. So as soon as you throw in these <laughs> microtones, like, they don't have a spot. 
Yeah, they really don't. Um, but with the vocals, I feel like they they do have they do have a place, and so I I do really like this chorus. I the song's really fun. I like like I said the guitar work behind it. I think I think the song really works. Yeah. Um, my comparison that my brain was trying to figure out here for the vocals are quite different in this song than um, if not now then when, because um, in the last one they're like you know higher register um, falsetto mm-hmm. vocals, and then. This one is just more of like a natural singing vocal. Yeah, that's probably the that this is like natural King Gizzard like sounding. Yeah. And um vocally they sound similar to me, like kind of a mix of Arctic Monkeys and the Beatles. Not in uh style at all, necessarily. But, but like vocal delivery. That, th- yeah, vocal delivery in that range. That's that that was what I yeah I thought of. And at the 320 mark, the tempo picks up, I believe. Um it was a certain tempo the whole song, and then it's still playing the same stuff, but it's a faster tempo, and that is the tempo of the next song. Next song, yeah. So <laughs> it le- so once again, <laughs> filthy transition. Yeah, they like they do the transitions really well because I mean to do what they just did, you actually have to do something inside of your first song to make it. I mean, for all these songs to transition as well as they do, you either have to write every song in the same key in the same tempo, which don't do that. Or you actually have to do work to switch tempos, change keys before before the song changes so that when the song does change, it's more natural sounding. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they did. Yeah. Until you pointed that out, I didn't notice that, which means they did a good job because it didn't stick out to me that the tempo changed because it's very light. It's a light change. It's, it's a very light change. I just... I happened to notice it, but it was, they played the same stuff. It just like, oh, I was like, oh, it feels like it picked up. And then I noticed mm-hmm. that that is the temp. I was like, yeah. So it, they did that on purpose. Yeah. To just make that change to make the transition smooth. Yeah. But they didn't like play other instruments up tempo and make a whole big deal of it. They were just like. No, mm-hmm. no. Just <laughs> It was very subtle. Mm. But I mean, that's how a good transition is inherently subtle. Do, 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 do. So, um. This one you get more. This one uh, definitely more microtones than this. This is very, very King Gizzard harmonic work with the vocals. So this is a different vocalist. It's a one of the other band members do the vocals, but it's hum- harmonied with Stu, who's the main vocalist um, of the band. That that fits. I was see. I didn't know that because I was going to note. And I was like, okay, the vocals here are quite different than the last one. This one, <laughs> the vocalist here kind of reminds me of like you know I, I've I've mentioned ACDC before with. Uh, Dirty I mean, deeds. They're they're Australian. Yeah, so that vocally here, like it's got it's got that singing that just sounds like it would be really painful <laughs> to do. Yeah. It's like to do that dun, with your voice. Dun, it just dun, sounds like dun, it hurts. Dun, dun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's Australia. They just I'm sure they love ACDC <laughs> in Australia. Yeah, that's what it, but yeah, the, you're right there. The other singer was behind it. So it's like you have that forefront, which is a much rougher voice, but then like they're more of the singing style you got in the last song. Yeah, sometimes the the main vocal is like very like almost saying the words while the one behind it is singing the words, um, which gives you this effect, which they've done in the past on, on other albums. Um, they obviously don't do it every song, but it is, it, I like it. It's a different take on, you know, vocals. Yeah, and that's not the whole song. That's um, no. That's just part of it. The second half is more tradi- traditional singing, more just singing style. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. There's a very uh, fuzzy bass in this song. Very, very fuzzy bass. A fuzzy bass? Yeah, it was, so it's a fuzz, you know the fuzz effect on guitar? Nope. Ah, uh, well, it's uh, 
it's a guitar effect. It's not distortion. It's fuzz. Um, I mean, you know it if you hear it. Um, I'm sure. Let me find a timestamp for the bass. Two, two, twelve. Yeah. That's fuzz. I believe so. Huh? No, I, I get. I get that it's a different sound, and I've I've heard it plenty in music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very popular in like that. I just never, I just never knew what it was called fuzz, and I wouldn't necessarily. I think it is. Think of it as fuzzy, but you're you're probably right. It 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 just sounds scratchier. That the word? I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but it, it does sound different. So I, I'm I'm here to do I'm here to do bass analysis of songs. Gotta have it. This I gave I said the song almost has a Queens of the Stone Age vibe. And and I think that makes sense because a lot of Qu- Queens of the Stone Age is like California desert vibe. That's their thing. At least it was. I mean, the old um, songs of the deaf days. No, the whole thing was like California desert sound. Um, so King Gizzard has a desert sound as well. <laughs> Whatever desert sound is. Picture desert sound and that's what it is. <laughs> we can't give you anything else. This chorus also has some very, I, well, I'm just going to call them spicy flats. That's that. Hey, you know that's the way to describe it. <laughs> this chorus, like, it's almost it's almost uneasy. It's just like some of the flats. Um, the, the the and when I say the chorus, I mean the section with the uh, one more piece of Jenga to pull. Oh wait, that's one of my favorite lines. Uh, do you know where that is in the song? Uh, it's 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 a few times towards the end. I thought like two forty five. So the microtonals there. I actually didn't like. I I definitely noticed them, but they don't sit weird on my, too weird on my ears and the reason is is because they play almost like a few in a row yes yeah it's not just one note that's off and that's what we were talking about before <laughs> because of that i can tell it doesn't fit in but it also fits with itself in that sec in that little l- those little few notes so it's like okay that's you know it sounds very purposeful whereas when it's just one note it sounds a little more accidental. <laughs> yeah, the one note thing. It's like when you have all the all the notes of microtono, it's fine because they all kind of work with each other. So it's like you have just 12 microtono notes you're working with. And so, yeah, stuff is like those transitions where you tell. It's like, oh, wait, that's flat. But then once you're in that space, totally fine. It's, it's really good. So the fourth song, which it, of course, transitions into heel pretty well, too. <laughs> is a uh, supreme ascendancy. I actually said I said this was another great transition, but it wasn't hidden like the other ones. Yes, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. I I did have a. It's a really good transition. You have a third vocalist on this song, which we we mentioned the Beatles before, but it's one of the things that made the Beatles really cool was different vocalists. Um, and I think it's something bands don't always do. <laughs> Not always, and I, I enjoy it. And what's funny is, is I actually wrote the note in here. I was like, wait, was this the one that made me think of the Arctic Monkeys? Um, but like in that same style, was it, it reminded me of the vocals in the second song a little bit, like the like parts of it, mm. um, like the style. Yeah, I don't. I so I honestly have other than the new vocalist, I have nothing to say here. This sadly, uh, every once in a while we're gonna get um, least favorite song of the album, which means I don't have notes on it. Um, and that's this one for me. I it does. This one doesn't stand out as much. No. There wasn't anything in here where I was like excited. Nothing, nothing exciting happened here. Um, this is where the, the first time I'm right, I noticed the plucky high notes, and I mm. this was before I realized it was a microtonal album. So I just said they sound out of tune or off, and it's not the whole thing. But yeah, it's more yeah plucky individual notes. 
which make me uncomfy. Right. And, and that's the thing. It's like, I like the idea of doing microtonal stuff, but it's like, you have to, you have to be careful with it because you're, you're marketing it to a audience who's not used to it. So you need to make it, you need to ease them into it. You need to. I think to a, to a degree they eased it in because this is the fourth song on the album and they've had microtonal stuff in the, you know, the first three, but it was mm. much hidden used differently this is the first time they're using it in this style which is yeah i don't know an acquired taste <laughs> yeah and also to me like this song because it doesn't have much other stuff going on i'm a little bit more focused on it because there's not other stuff happening where i'm like that was cool here was a transition uh this the way they did this lick sounded cool like it's very the whole song doesn't change much so like um it's also i guess one of the shorter songs in the album but still it's just like it there's not much in it for me basically <laughs> yeah so um the fifth song on the album is static electricity this one talking about the desert soundscaping this is this was the one where i felt um like i walked into a jungle clearing with like eerie ancient ruins <laughs> around me yeah that i mean you can get the intro vibe is like it, it could give anyone anything yeah but i love like the riff i love the riff and the the soundscape behind it that's very it's very nice i'm, I'm a big soundscape fan so <laughs> this this one um i remember this one is actually kind of catchy it's got a nice yeah it's a nice riff and it's a nice it's a very good driving like drive to the song do, 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 do. and it's um also the whole all the guitars not all the guitars but the main riff of the guitar is all acoustic which is it's a very strong acoustic but it's acoustic interesting I didn't notice that. Yeah, if you listen to it, it's like I said, it's a strong acoustic, so. <laughs> but it's definitely acoustic. And then the uh, electric joins over the acoustic after the chorus and does its kind of own little electric guitar riff thingy, which is real nice. Do, 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 static electricity. Yeah, the, uh, it is catchy. The, the, um, the, the static electricity chorus and just like, because the, you have got the drive and the acoustic, it really just keeps the whole song going and it's just, it's a it's a real nice real nice song yeah it moves really well like i i had i didn't take too many notes on it i was just kind of in, but i was enjoying it the whole time like mm. it, yeah I'm, I'm like the last one where it's like it's going through and i'm like eh, nah, nah, nah. this one i'm like you know chorus come you, you have pots come up and you're like oh, i remember that i remember this I, I liked this i liked that and like i said it has a real nice drive behind it so you you can just kind of go along with it the whole time um this one does have more of the notes, the uh, the spicy flats, I guess. <laughs> the spicy flats. <laughs> that, that sound, you know, sound a little off. And this is, I was like, it's neat, but it hurts. <laughs> it hurts me. It hurts my wee little baby ears. <laughs> Some of the, I think that's, I think that's the third song. Um, I've got sometimes the, the songs definitely like they're all they're on they're all on the album, but the whole album kind of. <laughs> It blends together. Yeah. It's like I can't listen to any of the individual songs because I'm like, it's got to transition out and transition in. So I kind of want to hear the songs before and after it. Yeah, I, I like Static Electricity. And um, the sixth song on the album is East West Link. And this is by, um, if I had to give best transition the album to anything, this one. This is the one where yep. I, yep. <laughs> I, I realized like a minute into East West Link that, well, a minute into East West Link. I was like, I another no filthy transition. I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even know we got here. And and there's also, I, I think because it's a good transition also means that they both, they share a similar theme because I, I felt like the groove on this one was also really nice. Yeah, I'm not remembering the groove too much, but I did get a lot of the the Western Frontier vibes. Mm, 
this one, Static Electricity and East-West Link, I feel like have a lot of threads in common, hence why the transition is so good. They could almost be like a single long song and that would count. They, there's a line, was it the, uh, oh, it's the melody of the line, like, never want to be on, it, how does he sing it? Right around uh, like 117, that melody, the, never want to be on a model, do 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 can't sing it but yeah it's like this one like i said they both are kind of weirdly catchy both give you this desert vibe both give you this nice drive both have a nice groove so mm-hmm. these two songs together i i really like, i think it's a really good um pair of songs here very strong set mm-hmm. yeah yes i agree yeah and not not much to say about either i just i, I like both i, I mean th- those five things make a good couple songs so that's all <laughs> all that needs to be said oh yeah i and i very much enjoy that um honestly five through eight i'm i'm a big fan of so mm. you 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 uh, misspoke and didn't say five through nine but you know five five through eight i'm a big fan <laughs> There's nothing wrong with nine. It's just not. <laughs> I, it's I. I knew exactly. I knew. I knew with nine. It, that's not your style. But I'm. But no, yeah. it's not. No, we'll get through though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the seventh song on the album is Ataraxia, and it took a. It, I had to like look at it. I was like, they're not saying anorexia, are they? Like, no. the whole time I kept hearing anorexia. I'm like, that's not what they're singing. So I looked at it. I was like, okay, it's ataraxia. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah. like, ataraxia is not something I. You know, it's not part of the ver- my vernacular. It's no. <laughs> like, it's not a word I hear. And when you're singing, it can sound like you're, you're, you're not necessarily pronouncing all the letters like you do if you're speaking. Right. This one, well, Out of the Desert, we it's a more elect- electric riff style of song here. It builds nicely, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it does a lot of layering in instruments very gradually. Yeah. Yeah, it's more, like, you have, you have this uh, electric guitar that, builds like a more normal style st- song with verse and chorus and verse and chorus. The chorus is, um, has a very catchy feel to it. Um, it's like nothing in the album I feel like is inherently super catchy except for like one thing, but things have like catchy feels. So like you will get this stuff in your head. And we were talking, I was actually talking about it last week, I think. We were like, well, we can't get instrumentation stuck in our head too easily. This, like this is instrumentation that does kind of get stuck in your head. There's some really catchy, like not really catchy, but just like, catchy-esque things catchy enough like if i just listen to it it'll stay in my head for a bit yeah like i don't know if it'll necessarily pop into my head randomly but it sticks around yeah the the layering in this is is real good i i between the chorus and this like the the electric drive i think the the last two songs had their vibe this is a different vibe and i kind of like the contrast and i like how everything works here yeah i tried to figure out um Time signatures in this one, and my brain broke. Ah, yeah. Well, you know, it happens. I was curious. I was curious. Couldn't do it. (laughs) I don't know the lyrics to anything. Ataraxia. This was one. This was one where I was like, this sounds like something. This sounds like a rock group I've heard, and I couldn't Mm. place it. (laughs) It does. The problem when you've listened to so much music is like, Definitely when bands are pulling influences from everyone, mm-hmm. it's like they've created their own thing. And so it's hard to be like, this sounds exactly like this. Because, I mean, optimally, like songs don't sound exactly like another group. Like, it's no, like no, 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 no. You have elements and of I something. This was just one that I was like, I've heard something very similar to this before, but I couldn't place it. It's like, but I know I've, 
I know I've heard this style. Yeah. Yeah, there's only one music. There's only one comparison where I could tell you a real pretty direct sound and we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like this one. Yeah. Like this is in your five to eight group. So <laughs> uh, the eighth song on this album is called See Me, which is the catchiest piece of music. And I think you mentioned the most repetitive piece of music. Um, yeah, it's. I think it. I. I honestly think it plays the same thing the whole song. I could be wrong. It's an, yeah, no, you're you're right. I, I don't complain though. No, it's, they do a really good job. Normally, I mean, you hear, oh, well, they play the same melody the entire time. You're like, oh, that must suck. That must be so boring. No, it's actually it's it's real yeah, the, catchy. I, I wrote the riff is dumb catchy to to the point where it's like annoying, but I love it. It's like. Yeah. It's, it could, I could totally see it annoying someone. I'm sure maybe if I listened to it a ton, I w- it would be annoyed. But I'm like, oh, yeah. You, you don't want to, you don't want to sticking this on repeat. The whole thing's repeat. But like, I couldn't think of a word to describe it. I was like, I, I found it to be the silliest song on the album. And I was like, silly is not the word. But mm-hmm. there's something almost comical about it. Yeah. Because it's so repetitive. Yeah. And also the, uh, the instrument that though, I mean, it almost, they've got like bells or something. And bells are always like childish or, Com- in a comedic sense of just like 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 circusy yeah like someone doing a skit i could see them just mm. being like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's got this really it's got this um the the layers in it is real nice and it's got this uh it's not a travis picking travis picking is a guitar tone where you play you play two bass notes back and forth and then you have a riff going between it and there are two notes that um that are doing that in in this riff, other than the traversing of the scale, those two notes going back and forth. So it like reminded me of that, but I, it's not the same thing. Yeah, I don't. Uh, is it a marimba they have playing? Oh, maybe. You said bells. I one of my notes is marimba question mark. Yeah, probably close. It probably that. Yeah, not bells, but I think I think it. Yeah, I think it's. I think it might be a marimba, but still, like you know, they hadn't used it before, at least not that I noticed, and definitely more microtonal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't more, play- more spicy flats here. <laughs> they- <laughs> yeah. You can't. You can't play this on guitar. Sorry, guys. Nope. You don't get. You don't get to. There's no transitions this week because I just can't play it. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the you know those the riff, but then there's the a separate chorus riff that they that they play. They actually play it before the song even intros. So, but I do. I like the the chorus switch in the melody is what makes the melody so good. Is Yes, do, do, I know what you're do, talking do, about. Cause, do, 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 do. Yeah, because they they do the this the descending melody when they sing, and then it's yeah. like, and that's what gets stuck in my and, head. And, all, and uh, the problem is that gets stuck in my head, and then I always add a like a hey, like a <laughs> hey <laughs> after do 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 hey yeah do 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 yeah like it it almost is like like a stadium tune. Like you can, I can see a marching band playing something. Yeah, you know, they play something like that, and then the crowd goes, "Hey, yeah." Yeah, it's, it's. I like it, and there's a bunch of a lot of sound effects in the song, which I like. We we talked about layering and sound effects. We like that stuff. That's here. There's a really nice solo, a really nice outro with some distortion on it. It's still got the same melody behind it, but there's just like more layers on top of it doing other stuff. Yeah, it's not constantly the same, but I I really like this one. I do too. Um, and it's in your five to eight group, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's in the five to eight group. Mm. What about the nine group? It's just so angry. <laughs> it's so angry. <laughs> it's such an angry, dark 
sounding song. Like I just, I was just like enjoying the see me, and then it's <laughs> <laughs> it ends here. Um, so uh, we we get to do more live listens here. So this song is titled KGLW, um, and it's the last song on. I guess we should mention the ninth song on this album is titled KGLW. Um, so it's the last song on the LW album. There's also a song on KG. It's the full song on KG, which is titled KGLW. Yeah, I, and I, when I was trying to do the live listen earlier, I accidentally did, played that one. Okay, so d- you want to play it again for um, just just to hear just it? To re- refresh my memory? Yeah, just just listen to the orig- the intro KGLW. Yeah, so it's got the same melody. Yeah, that that's all. I, that's all I wanted to. Uh, yeah. To say on, on that song, but I think I find it very cool that they have a one minute intro song on this KG album that shares the exact same name as the outro song in the LW album that shares the same notes and melodies. They just do something completely different with it. Yeah, and it's eight minutes here versus one minute there. Yeah, which makes sense because one's an intro and one's an outro. So this song, this style, if you're unfamiliar with this style of music, it's doom doom metal or stono metal that either either name works do doom metal makes sense with the vibe i was getting <laughs> oh, well and the stono metal side of it is this it's very slow and not nothing's fast in this song right nope no nope. it's like <laughs> boom boom it's like it it's it's slow for the stonos you know the stonos don't want fast music they don't want see me oh no so this works for them I really, really like this, the way that the doom metal sound works with microtonal music. Since all the notes are like individual and slow, you get to sit with the notes for so much longer. So the microtone notes just sound, they just, it works better because you don't, like when stuff is fast, you notice a quick flat and it sounds like someone played something wrong. Versus here where it's deliberate and slow and you just get to kind of, listen to that note and it just i really like the way it sounds yeah this this one i it stands out um as a, a, a much different song compared to the the rest of the album because this is mm. not this is not the vibe we were in i would say the intro no. had some rock element to it and then you know i don't know but yeah this is this is very different i didn't notice that um about the microtonal notes but at this point i was i was really paying attention to them because I the last you know few songs had those plucky <laughs> mm-hmm. notes in it so now I'm just like yep oh, oh, over there <laughs> but it makes sense yeah this is a uh, headbang slowly to this this music this is I almost I think I almost wrote that for this one was something I was like it feels headbangy but I was like wait but that's so slow like it's <laughs> no it's a, it's you just do a slow head like a a headbang that doesn't cause a headache yeah that's what the people like yeah this I got timestamps on this one um the the drums the distortion one fifty so good <laughs> the whole so there's a whole section um between one fifty and then like three that whole minute that is one hundred percent Black Sabbath <laughs> it is like even the guitar that like that sounds like like right out of War Pigs to me like this whole section is just black sabbath yeah it is <laughs> and, yeah <laughs> and it's real bum, ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. this is faster head this is actual head banging yeah this is you could do slow head banging to it you could well some se- sections are um a little faster the transition at 409 is disgusting 
That is real good. Oh, Ooh, that's... and then you get like those echoing screams in the last time. Howl- you know, ha- yeah, howling wolves. Yeah, it's so angry and dark. Like I'd have to, I have to be in a very specific mood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, it's really good. Well, the nice thing is, like, there aren't like li- really lyrics behind it. They're just saying like KG. They're literally, the whole- they're, yeah. It's like culty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it is a mood, but it's also like it's yeah. It's like angry, but it's not like super like you know, take over the world type. It's not like in your face, like screaming anger. No, but yeah, it's <laughs> culty is a good way to put it. Yeah. So that the drums kick, I have the drums kick up at four fifty seven, and the riff at five ten is nasty. Oh yeah. The, the four fifty seven is like the drums kick up and then you get the riff right after it. I guess it starts at five ten. So the, What's neat is the guitar is mimicking the drums. Yeah. Well, what's also really neat, I, I find in this section, is you have a, the Sabbath section, but, like, this section is completely different. Like, everything, actually, the whole song has very distinct sections where the music never kind of repeats itself from earlier in the song, where it's just doing really cool drum and guitar riffs. Like, they're all great, but they're all very different because then everything switches at... That like the transition right at around five forty. Oh, like the and the transitions between these sections are also real good. Like, because you sit on that um, drum guitar thing for about thirty seconds, but then right at four five forty, it just so seamlessly switches up again. Oh yeah, no, they they really do. And I re- I remember when I was listening to this, I had the thought I was like, there are sections to this, but yeah, it's it's very smooth and it all works. It it all works really well because the vibe the vibe stays the same. Yeah, the vibe stays the same, but like the switch the way they they move in inside of the vibe is very smooth. And then there's another switch right around six ten. You really you really went timestamp happy in this one. You had to. I. <laughs> yeah, this song is full of fantastic transitions. <laughs> and then right at six thirty thirty one, it does it. it and then the whole 631 section on is so good. <laughs> same, yep, same thoughts. Same, still very good. <laughs> still still not a vibe I reach for, but still good. Yeah, the, the riffs is just so good in here. And I love the way that the drums bring you through these sections. Um, like, so when, when sometimes when it's, when it goes back to the KGLW section, it's like, those just like, it's the drums that bring you there. The, um, section at 457 it's the drums that bring you there so they they use instruments to bring you through these sections and i could i could do with more songs like this because i just hey it's 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 just it's so cool it's such a cool sound the way that they like i said incorporate the microtonal music with this doom metal and it's just like it it just works so well in this style of music to me it's funny that they didn't have more of it then i mean not necessarily i mean they they I don't know. It, this this song it stands out as unique on the album. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't feel, I didn't get this vibe from any other song on the album. No, me neither. But I I mean, See Me was its own thing. Yeah. Stat- Static Electricity and East West Link went together. And I mean, if not now, then when is like its own. Uh, and, and one, I mean, one and if not now, now then when will both have their own vibes too. Yeah, they do. Like, there's there's a lot of different vibes on this album, but they, for, especially for a nine song album, they got a lot in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we'll back to our nine song, uh, forty minute uh, thing. We're we're back. I missed it. <laughs> Don't worry. We're, we're gonna stay here for a few weeks, so you're good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that is the album. I think we 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 talked about some of the stuff we uh, 
thoughts on this album. It's um, I find it just to be a really nice um quick listen. It's like it's forty minutes, but because of the way it transitions, I feel like the forty minutes goes by pretty fast. Actually, you can easily listen to it twice in a sitting. Mm-hmm. Because you never, I feel like without noticing, because you don't know exactly where you're on the album because it's just like kind of one long song almost. And I mean, it's not one long song, but you kind of get lost in it. Um, it does become a quick listen, and it's only 40, 40 minutes or so, I think. 42 minutes. Yeah, it's 42 minutes. Nine songs, 42 minutes. And the nice thing is, I, I think it's actually one of the few albums that's back heavy. I, I like, I'm with you, I like songs five through nine more than I like songs one through four. I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, I, I really like, I, I enjoy one a lot. Mm. And then, yeah, five through eight. I like nine, but yeah. I like if not now then when now that now that you got the song now you got the lyrics you can just do, 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 do. I think that is better for an album to be back heavy weirdly enough than front heavy because the problem with back heavy is you like you get bored you like you you don't want to listen to it anymore you get the stuff you like and then you you're bored whereas if it's back heavy you'll like put up with a couple songs you don't like because you know that the last songs are all good so you're like oh that's fine <laughs> like it it is weird because most people put the the songs that are popular up front. But I, I like it. I like it backwards like this. I No, I agree. Because this is the type of thing where I would go to listen to it as an album. Mm. And like, I'll enjoy it more. I'd rather end on a good note. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to end while we're saying the last four songs are the same. That means you're just like, oh, when will this be over versus you don't want it to end, right? Because it's like the good stuff's at the end. Yep. So, yeah. Ah. Rating, 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 rating. We get to rate albums. That's the thing we do. I mean, it's at least a five. Yep. I like you make it so you make this so easy on me. You don't you don't make me uh we haven't, we haven't had to really like deal we don't do we have the same opinion on things? Is that the problem? Are we like <laughs> Is that is that we have I think we, we have at least kind of different taste in music, a little like a little. It overlaps. Right. A lot, we so. <laughs> we both I think I think we both objectively look at stuff around us in similar ways. Yes. <laughs> I could say that. Like we'll both we'll both like robotic. You give us like here's how you grade stuff and we both take the instructions and then go out and apply <laughs> the instructions the same it. way. Yeah. <laughs> we'll both like we both do, we can do that, which oops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was I was uh leaning the the nice the nice five uh, mainly because the I would actually be in the possible full range if it wasn't for how good the transitions are on this. Yeah, I, w- I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't have put it all the way down to four. I think that it is a very strong album because it it just works so well. And I mean I think that's what you're getting at with the transitions. It works so well together. It is such a good listen holistically. Exactly, it's a good whole album listen because the transitions just bring you from from vibe to vibe from song to song and like i mean i this is a possibility that i'd still give it a five without the transitions i don't know because it doesn't exist like that but i but i did find when listening to the album that it is a good listen i can just put it on listen to the whole thing which is a good sign i don't have to like if i'm not trying to tone it off or skip stuff that and the transitions help me do that well as those like a song or two where i might want to skip it but because of the transitions, I don't want to skip it. At least they're doing those songs are doing the job of bringing me from the previous song to the next song, which is why, like I said, I think that's as a whole album, which is what we're grading. I think that's that makes it a five. Yep. Cool. Easy. <laughs> Super easy. We like that. Five, five, fives are good albums. We like fives around here. I, I am a big fan of fives. 
Fives and sixes. Those are my. Mm-hmm. Those are those, that's my that's my space. That's a good space. So next week. <gasps> yes. Oh no! Uh, I thought Sorry. as I thought as as a as a treat for Casey after putting up with some prog, some some uh, Arminian jazz, and um, some microtono music. I thought we'd give Casey a treat. She gets a treat <laughs> for the next two two weeks. So. Next week, we'll be listening to Twop's 2020 release, Over the Top, which is my, it's one of my happy feel-good albums. Spoiler. It's a happy, spoiler, it's a happy feel-good album. <laughs> I mean, they wrote, they wrote it as such. We'll, we'll, I'll mention this in next week's history, but it's, I mean, it was their quarantine album. So they were just like, we want to write music so we can be happy doing this. And so they wrote a happy album doing this because they needed it and the rest, and all of us needed it too. So uh, <laughs> it has also been my quarantine, like, Feel good album. <laughs> I'm trying to wait. What is what is a uh, TWRP stand for again? Uh, Tupperware Remix Party. Remix Party. I knew it was Tupperware and Party. I could not remember what the R stood for. Oh, I I love them. They're so fun. <laughs> We're gonna yo yo familiar. I am. At, this is one of the first times I've actually been familiar <laughs> with the artist with the group. So. And I'm giving you a 10 song, 42 minute album. <laughs> oh wow! You really. <laughs> <laughs> really I'm pandering like, to the host here. Yeah, I'm, pa- I'm pandering to the co-host so that she keeps doing the show. <laughs> please, oh, okay. please don't leave. <laughs> I, I know better than to give you prog five weeks in a row. Like every once in a while, I have to, I have to toss the carrot out. And oh, but you're also <laughs> tossing the carrot to the listeners, Michael. It's not just me. <laughs> you speak for the majority of the of the uh, listening audience. I, I am the basic here. Okay. <laughs> yes. So we will. Oh, Riley. We, we will. We will talk about this next week. Um, everyone's very excited for that. I mean, I am. I'm excited for it. So yeah. And then the following week we get Lana. So I mean, yo, it's it's good stuff for you. Hey, next I two oh, weeks. and I and I know Lana. <laughs> yeah, you know Lana way better than I know Lana. Lana's for the people. <laughs> well. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you listen to your pods on. We really appreciate it. Talk to you next week, and we'll catch you on the B-side.